everyone. Welcome to Double FM Sports. I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Mizrat. And once again, because it seems the coronavirus has not let up, we're all coming to you from home. Um, so we apologize for our voices sound a little grainy. That's because Ethan is recording and JR and I are at different places right now. Um, but today, what we're looking at for the lineup is first, we'll give you some more details on NFL free agency because there were a couple big deals that happened since we last, um, since we last taped. And then after that, we'll get down into the meat of the show where, um, we are essentially ranking who we think are the best players at their respective positions in the NFL today. All right. Well, um, which which deal do we want to start off with? Um, as far as the, I don't know, the one that probably got the most press is probably Todd Gurley going to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, he's going on a one-year, $6 million deal, which seems really low for Gurley. Um, but, I mean, I feel like the most surprising thing here is that he got cut. Um, because we're talking about a guy who, like, was a pro bowler, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is a former all-pro. Um, I have to check my, my facts on that one. But, I mean, he, he just kind of fell off the cliff after we found out that um, he had a nagging knee injury. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he does in Atlanta. You know, I think one of the main reasons that Gurley was cut was I think the Rams are in serious trouble in terms of cap space, so they, they're just trying to free up any space that they can at this point. So don't be surprised yeah, think, if more people get cut in the future as well. Yeah, I mean, the Rams have that uh, three-headed threat at wide receiver who all, you know, they need money. And Gurley was just, you know, he got the short end of the stick. He was the guy who hasn't been performing as well. I mean, as of last season, obviously, two seasons ago, I'm pretty sure it was his close to MVP-like season. But, you know, he got the short end of the stick with the arthritis in his knee. And now we got to see what he's going to do with the Falcons. Well, I think this is a seriously good deal for the uh, the Falcons. You're, you're getting a former, I believe, all-pro running back for, I mean, $6 million, which and. They don't even since they got rid of Devontae Freeman, they don't have a running back, so Todd Gurley's gonna fit go into that spot. So I mean I'm I'm expecting maybe a big season out of him this year. I mean it really depends on the extent of that knee injury. Yeah. And um Ethan, to what we were both saying about him being an all pro, um he was a first team all pro in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen and uh second team all pro in twenty fifteen. So you're talking about a guy who, as recently as two seasons ago, was an All-Pro, and like JR mentioned, a possible MVP candidate. Um, so, but I, I think it, that's what had happened, and I really think it's dependent more on what now is. Um, but also in that, now that Gurley has left, do you see the Rams picking up another running back, or do you think they're going to go with Malcolm Brown? Hmm. Where's C.J. Anderson in that thing? Is he still there? Um, let me look. He's old, though, so I don't think he... I mean... Well, yeah, but I'm thinking Malcolm Brown's going to take over as, like, the starter, and then C.J. Anderson might be, like, I don't... You're, like, change of pace back or something. Um, yes. C.J. Anderson, from what I see, is a free agent. Oh, all right, then. Never mind. So, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... Well, if they got rid of Gurley to save cap space, they're obviously not really going to re-sign anyone. So I'm I'm expecting Malcolm Brown to to be the starter next year. And potentially, maybe they pick up a rookie in the draft. Yeah, you know that rookie contract could really save some cap space there compared to what Gurley was making. Right. Yeah. Um. Are we ready to move on from Gurley? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um. I mean, I'd say that probably the deal that should get the second most hype, I don't know. Um, I'd go with Emmanuel Sanders, um, who partway through last season went from the Broncos to the Niners. Um, 
helped take them to the Super Bowl, even though they didn't win it, became a free agent, and has now signed a two-year, $16 million deal with the New Orleans Saints, which to me is a good move on the Saints' part and kind of scares me a little bit um, because of that revamped wide receiver core. Um, I mean, obviously, you're bringing back Michael Thomas, um, but for the past couple of years, New Orleans wide receivers has just been um, Drew Brees throwing the ball to Michael Thomas, and that's about it. Yeah, so I think adding like an extra threat there, that makes the Saints offense look very scary. And especially with considering you, and we haven't even mentioned Alvin Kamara in the backfield, and he's still there. So, I mean, that's a scary offense, and I'm look for I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do this year. I mean, I think what we're looking at right now is exactly what the Saints tried to do with Des Bryant a couple of years ago when they signed him off the Cowboys. I mean, you're looking at a veteran presence who still is playing at least decent football for a guy of that age. I mean, it just gives Drew Brees another target that's pretty reliable to catch downfield. Yeah, I think it was a very good move on their part. Right, yeah. and it, it prevents defenses from being able to just, like, double or triple team Michael Thomas because after him you have – who's their, their wide receiver after him? Is Traquan Smith, I think? Um, Ted Ginn. And Ted Ginn, um, who both of those guys have been good. But, I don't know, I see them as more of a, a third wide receiver and not a second. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the veteran presence, and Emmanuel Sanders will definitely be that. Yeah, I think he's going to be a very good wide receiver, too, for them. So he might – and he, he'll – drive a lot of attention away from Michael Thomas, too. So that makes Michael Thomas even more of a presence now. Right. Um, so moving on from uh, New Orleans, then the the final two deals, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of a split on which one is more important, per se. Um, but we'll just go with uh, Melvin Gordon for the time being, um, who is not with the Los Angeles Chargers anymore. He is now with the Denver Broncos. Um, I don't know the extent of what his deal was. Um, two year, I think it's like two years, 16 million or something. Okay. Something to that effect. Um, and I mean, I don't know. It, it's kind of to be expected given that um, the Chargers just signed um, Austin Eckler to a four year deal. So, it, it, it was pretty apparent before the news of um, of Melvin Gordon signing that he probably wasn't going to be a Charger or um, that he wasn't going to have the same role as he has in past years. Well, if I'm not mistaken, he, he did hold out at the start of the year last year, correct? Yes, yes. and it took about half the season. Yeah, so even, even still, I would have... Even if they didn't have him re-signed Austin Eckler, I would have expected him not to come back. But I was going to say, I don't understand why the Broncos did that because they already have a couple of solid running backs. Yeah. In, like, Philip R- Lindsay, Royce Freeman. Um, yeah, and they, yeah, exactly. So they've got, like, four running, like good running backs now, and I don't, I don't really know what they're going to do. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is they are hurting on a little bit of the offensive side of the ball besides the running back position. And I guess their wide receivers are, you know, young and developing, but they could look to trade one or two of those guys in a package deal to, you know, now they have Melvin Gordon. They got Drew Luck, who seems to be who they're going forward with, with their quarterback situation. And maybe they could look at packaging them for like, I don't know what position they need, but, something to help the offense out even more with a bunch of young guys there yeah i mean i i think that's a smart move for them and i'm I, i'm guessing that's probably what they're going to do but then again we'll see because we never know so at the same time though it seems like a bit of a hassle to acquire melvin gordon just so you can shop him that is you true. know well i don't know if they're gonna shop him though they might keep him oh you're saying keep melvin gordon and shop one of the other guys yeah, yeah, like I was, I would say maybe keep Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, and then shop the other two. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. I think that they would keep one of the other two and trade Philip Lindsay because with Philip Lindsay's production, he's probably looking at it like whenever this contract comes up, he's probably looking at a big salary boost and you wouldn't be able to keep Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay with court, uh, with contracts that long. Yeah, that's well, true. I feel like the, then that becomes a question of who's better, Philip Lindsay or Melvin Gordon. Well, that's something they're going to have to decide for themselves. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to have to pay one of them, you're going to want to pay the one that's actually doing stuff for your team, and you're going to want to keep that guy. Which is why maybe, so, maybe maybe they keep all four of them this year just to see which works, which guy works the best with Drew Locke. And then maybe next offseason we see a trade of some sort for one of the guys. Or maybe by training camp or something like yeah. that. To me, that looks like more of a training camp battle. There's no reason on earth why you should have a team that has a four running back committee full way through the season. Because that limits the production of everyone. Yeah. Anything more on uh, Melvin Gordon or have we pretty much said our pieces? I think we've, I think we've said our pieces unless anyone else has anything to add. Well, I got one thing, and it's not really something that can be controlled, but I do think it is a little weird that he signed with an in-division rival in the Broncos. Oh. I mean, if, if he is there for the rest of the season, he will play the Chargers twice. Oh, that, right. that, that could be interesting, yeah. Well, it almost reminds me a little bit of what happened um, with Brett Favre after, um, I mean, obviously in 2005 they drafted Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers was kind of being groomed to be that successor to um, to Brett Favre. And he kind of got unceremoniously uh, shoved out of the Packers organization. And so after that, he was like, I don't care where I go. I just want it to be somewhere where I play the Packers twice a year. And so then he goes to the Vikings and um, was able to, to stick it a little bit to the um, to the Packers because of that. So I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit of that. Maybe Melvin Gordon feels like he's been wronged uh, by the Chargers organization. But Yeah, we don't know the motive for... Or that honestly just could have been the only place that actually wanted him. So right. we, we, yeah, we don't know why that, how that all came about. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I mentioned that there were four deals. We've covered three. Um, so the last one is that Eric Ebron is no longer with the Indianapolis Colts, but is now a Pittsburgh Steeler, um, which now gives the Steelers um, a pretty good tight end core, um, given that you have Ebron and uh, Vance McDonald together. Um, So that'll be interesting to watch. I wouldn't say it's as much as a dominant tight end core as something like what the Eagles have with Zach Ertz and uh, Dallas Goddard, but it's still pretty close to that. It's like the budget version of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think it'll still be. I think, I think they'll be decent. Well, we'll see how Ben plays if if he comes back. But the rumor is that he's better with surgery than he ever was. I've I've heard that rumor too, but I don't believe it until I see it. So. If Ben plays well, I think that could be um, that could be very good for the Steelers having two solid tight ends. Because sometimes Vance McDonald is a little on and off in terms of his play, and maybe Eric Ebron can cover those holes for that for McDonald. Well, and Eric Ebron, he's one of those guys who he needs to be constantly involved in the game in order to have an impact on the game. I mean, we saw the difference between um, this past season and the season before in production for Eric Ebron, um, where the, the prior season with Andrew Luck, Eric Ebron was insane and had pretty much blown the stocks off of everyone who was watching him. Um, because they weren't expecting this out of a guy who hadn't done anything in Detroit. Um, but then last year, you don't have any luck anymore. You've got Jacoby Brissett. Um, 
and we saw Eric Ebron's production just like tank massively. Um, so I think he needs to get into a rhythm with Ben Roethlisberger and Ben. I mean, it's like what people say about buying an expensive um, driver golf club. You know, you invest the money, you gotta let the big dog eat. You know, and I mean that's where I'm at with um, with Eric Ebron. You invested the money, let the big dog eat. Yeah. I mean, and I think what's good, that might be good for the Seahawks because that takes a lot of the pressure off of Vance McDonald. Which, obviously, because last year he was like our main tight end, so a, a lot of the pressure was on him. And he, he did he, he had a decent season. He didn't have a, the best season. He had a decent one. But taking that pressure off him now with Eric Ebron is, I think, will really help him progress too. Um, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that, and, I mean, what, if, if Vance McDonald had less to worry about on his end, it would probably help him, like you were saying, help him play better. Yeah. Alright, um, any other things to add? I'm, I think I'm good. Right. Yeah, I'm good too. Um, so, that pretty much covers our, um, our update on the, the latest free agency um, deals that have happened. Um, so now let's get into um, the meat of this podcast and um, let's get into essentially what has become, I don't know, I would call it almost a bit of a fantasy team, but not exactly. Um, just for um, the the listeners' knowledge, essentially what we did is we took um, a on both the offensive side and defensive side of the ball, we took what would be an 11-man lineup, and we chose um, who we think is the best player um, slash which ones we would want on a team together. Um, at least that's more or less what I did is um, – and we were essentially just going to debate uh, the merits of the lineups that we've created. Um, but essentially what we have is we have two defensive ends, two D tackles, um, three linebackers, two safeties, two cornerbacks uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Then we have one quarterback, one running back, three wide receivers, a tight end, um, four offensive linemen, whether they're um, tackles or guards, um, one center, and then on special teams, we just have a kicker and a punter. All right, so wh- where do we want to start here? Um, I feel like it's probably more logical to start on offense. Okay. Um, we want to just go down the, go down the lineup. Yeah, where do we, do we want to start at? Oh, lineman, quarterback. Like, where do we want to start here? Um, let's just do QB. Okay. This might be because honestly, I feel like we all have the there. There's two that we all probably. Nope. Oh, do we have do we have other people too? I mean, unless you're talking, unless you're talking about someone that I don't think you're talking about, I think my selection of quarterbacks is going to be a little bit underrated for what you guys are thinking. All right, well, let's do Todd. Who did you take as your quarterback? I took Drew Brees. Um, You're talking about a guy who, for the past 15 years, has been one of the most consistent quarterbacks, um, and he has not slowed down one bit. I don't care how old he is. I want Drew Brees because. He has also proven to be one of the most accurate quarterbacks out there. Um, and when he's healthy, which is most of the time, he's a true presence on the, on the field. All right, JR, who do you take? Uh, I went with the Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson. I, I really like what he did last year in Seattle. I mean, the wide receiving core is <laughs> all right, not the best. Tyler Lockett's out there, and he's doing his thing, but... I mean, Russell Wilson was a top-five quarterback when it came to rating. He was, he had over 4,000 yards of passing, touchdowns. I mean, look right here. He had uh, 31 touchdowns behind Jameis Winston and Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think he 
he's probably one of the more, I mean, he's obviously good, people know it, but he's one of the more, you know, under-the-radar quarterbacks, I think, when you're talking about the greats in the game for right now. Okay, well, I've got a different one than both you guys. Um, I went with Mahomes. I figured you'd either go with Mahomes or um, Lamar Jackson. No, I was debating between I was debating between those two, but then I thought about it, and I would rather Patrick Mahomes on my team because I mean Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl, and so far Lamar Jackson has shown that he's not as good in the playoffs as he is in the regular season, and I just think Patrick Mahomes, especially these past two years, has been really good and shows really no sign of slowing down, especially with the talent that he has around him. So I I would I would really like him on as my quarterback. I don't know, though. My thing with Mahomes, because I definitely thought about um, picking Mahomes, but my thing with him is just, especially after his knee injury last year, I feel like we saw a different kind of Mahomes where he wasn't as good as he had been, uh, especially the year before. And I don't know, it just seemed like he had suddenly slowed down I was more or less just riding off of his legend than his actual playing ability. Well, you see, the only the only reason I took Mahomes over like someone like someone like I was actually debating between Mahomes, Jackson, and Wilson, and I cut Jackson out of the way due to the um uh, the playoff thing, and then I I don't know I just think Patrick I just think Patrick Mahomes is slightly better than Russell Wilson, so. I mean, I know, I know, he hasn't played as long as Russell Wilson, but as of right now, I think he's playing better. So I would rather have him. But it, come in the next five years, I maybe that changes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so moving we all, on, um, we all have three different quarterbacks, so this this is going to shape up to be eventful. Yeah. Um, running backs. This one, I don't know. We'll see where this goes because I feel like there could be a really obvious answer here, but I also feel like we could have the same level of diversity that we had with the quarterbacks. So, All right, Todd, who do you take at running back? I took Derrick Henry. The man is a man-child who cannot be stopped. I have seen him single-handedly bowl over multiple um linebackers and defensive backs and he he's just a, a wall. Alright, JR. Um I like the Derrick Henry pick, but I had to go with a full threat running back in Christian McCaffrey, what he can do not only out the backfield, but you know, lined up as a wide receiver. I think it's very impressive. I mean he was one of the best receivers of the season and that's not even his main position. Right. Well I went with um, Le'Veon Bell. What did you actually? <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. I, I, I went along with Jared and I took McCaffrey as well. I just thought he was re- he's very valuable, and he he was the reason the Panthers were in most of their games last year. So, and based on seeing him play, like you said, he's a dual threat. He can catch and run. I just think I would want him on my team. He's just very good. And I was debating between him and Derrick Henry. And the only reason I said him over Derrick Henry is because of his receiving ability. Yeah. And, I mean, I definitely – I do like that Christian McCaffrey pick. I definitely thought about him. Um, But at the same time, I don't know. Like, in a lineup like this, yes, a a pass-catching back as well as a running back is a good thing to have. But when you have a stacked wide receiver lineup, too, like if this were going to be an actual team, you're not really going to need that pass catching back as much. And at the same time, we also don't know the extent of Derrick Henry's pass catching ability because Ryan Tannehill simply does not throw the ball to him. So, I don't know. We, we've never really seen Derrick Henry in a pass catching role. So, I don't think we can really... I don't know. I feel like we can't evaluate his ability to catch passes at this extent. Okay, so a little less diversity in the running back position. A little less. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I guess we want to move on to wide receivers. Sure. 
so how do we want to do this? Do you just want to say all three, like all three, or do we want to go one at a time, or like how do we want to do it? Uh, why don't we do all three? Yeah. All right. Well, Todd, you've been starting off, so let's let's keep it going. All right. Um, I had DeAndre Hopkins, the man who catches literally everything thrown at him, Michael Thomas, and Tyreek Hill. Um, I feel like that's a really good combination of speed. Um, height in there, especially with Michael Thomas, and um, just great hands from all three of them. All right, Jr. Who'd you go with? Uh, I like two out of the three of those picks, and don't get me wrong, uh, the other one that is there, I do like too. But I also went with Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins, and I guess the only reason why I didn't go with Tyreek Hill is just because he was hurt for a decent part of last year. Uh, I went with a guy who um, was part of that three-headed trio at the Rams that we talked about earlier in the video, Cooper Cup. I was going to say, are you going Cooper Cup? I mean, he was 12th last year in receiving yards. He had 10 touchdowns. I mean, I think he had a pretty good season last year. Now, he did have some issues when it came to hold on to the ball. He had three fumbles, but I think he'd be a pretty good slot wide receiver to be paired up between the two guys, DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas, who go up for jump balls. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised there was no Antonio Brown picks on there. Are you really You're lying? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I, I am also on the Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins bandwagon, so we can all agree there. But I actually had a different receiver, and yes, this may be a little biased because I'm an Alabama fan, but I went with Julio Jones. Okay. There's definitely a case for that. I just think, like, I think he's got great catching ability, too, just like Michael Thomas. And I just think, and he's, I think he's pretty fast, too. So I think he's an all-around just great wide receiver, so. Yeah, but he didn't even catch 100 passes this year. I mean, well, because he's, he's got Matt Ryan throwing to him. Matt Ryan was a Super Bowl quarterback as of a couple years ago. As of 2016. It's more than a couple years ago. And he also blew it. He blew the Super Bowl, too. Well, not him. Just him, but... I mean, Julio Jones didn't even catch two-thirds of the balls that were thrown to him. I don't know. I just think Julio Jones is an all-around good receiver. And I... I mean, like... I think he'd easily destroy Cooper Cup in... But that's the thing, is when me and Todd were thinking about this, we both picked guys who are short and speedy who would play the slot really well. And while Julio Jones, obviously, is pretty fast and he's a wide receiver in the NFL, he, you know, you got three big guys. You don't really have a guy who can burn you, like, day in and day out. Mm, I don't know. Um, so I guess we want to move on to tight end. Sure. Now I feel like tight end. I don't. I don't know how heavily debated this is going to be. I feel like it's going to be less debated than the other ones. I'm not sure. Three. I can see maybe three options. Yeah. All right. Well, Todd, who did um, you pick? I went with Travis Kelsey. Um, simply because he has that ability um, to be. I mean, he's just a really big presence on the field when you talk about just like a body size um but he can also he's mastered the catch and run and i've seen him multiple times i mean especially in the super bowl you just see patrick Mahomes over the middle complete a 10-yard pass that travis kelsey turns into a 20-yard game so i mean he's definitely got wheels despite his size and i think that's kind of valuable um when you're talking about the efficacy of a, a tight end. All right, JR. That is also who I went with. I mean, Travis Kelsey was top 10 in both receptions and receiving yards. And that's not just for tight ends. That's for wide receivers and running backs, too. And he's a pretty decent blocker. I mean, he can pretty much do all you'd want out of a tight end and more. Okay. Now, I almost took Travis Kelsey. Almost. But you didn't. I took I took George Kittle. Fair enough. I thought you might. I don't know. I just feel like, it, and once again, it was a it was like 
this was probably one of my most like debated ones in my head, Travis Kelsey versus George Kittle. I just went with George Kittle just because, I don't know, I just feel like he was able to make more plays in the situation that he was in. But I could also have been swayed to Travis. I can be swayed to Travis Kelsey too. Well, I feel like with Kittle, he also, there's not as much competition for the ball around him. Because, I mean, you talk about wide receiver depth on the 49ers. You have, or or even just receiver in general. Um, You have Kittle as the tight end. You had Emmanuel Sanders for the back half of the year. You had the rookie Debo Samuel. um, And then you had guys like Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin, who, I don't know, that's not a very strong wide receiver core. And so as soon as you throw someone like Kittle in there, he's just going to take a ton of passes from those guys because – Frankly, they're not getting the passes to begin with. Well, that was my thing because even though since the, the San Francisco wide receiving core is not as good, I I was thinking like they might turn their attention more to George Kittle and the fact that he's still able to make as many plays as he did with more attention on him. I just thought that was that was that was the thing that drove me above Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that's true. Um. It's kind of interesting. No one mentioned Zach Ertz at all. That was um, my third. My third. Yeah, that was that was Flexible. that was my third one too. Yeah. I actually I almost put Austin Hooper on here, and here's why: because I mean Austin Hooper, you look at what he did last year, and until he got injured. At least from a fantasy perspective, which oftentimes can be, it's an interesting gauge of a player's ability because it can be biased, but at the same time, it can be very telling. He was the number one tight end in fantasy for quite a few weeks. And I know that because I had him on my team. Um, (laughs) But um, I don't know, just we're talking about a, a. tight end who's scoring at least once almost every game um and i don't know um he's and he's in an offense where you have people like julio calvin ridley um for part of it you have muhammad sanu um so you have guys who are going to get legitimate looks from matt ryan and still through that austin hooper is still scoring and making an effect on the game. Okay, I, I I can I can see Austin Hooper making a case. I, I just I think Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Zacherts are all slightly better than him. Yeah. So alright, um the O lineman. Do we want to do yeah. center or O lineman first? We could probably just put them all together and say which one's the center. Alright, well let's switch it up. I'm gonna start us off here. Oh. All right, so my my four O linemen were Jason Peters, David DeCastro, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith, and my center was Jason Kelsey. And yeah, I like I like some of those. Um, you missed out two pretty big names. At what yeah. positions? I um. I definitely agree with Jason Kelsey at center. Um, I mean, that's who I had. Yeah, I like Zach Martin. I'm not surprised you took David DeCastro, um, partially because of the Steelers connection, but also because he is an actually good lineman. Um, I mean, multiple pro goals and that kind of thing. I almost took him, but instead I took David Bakhtiari of the Packers. I took Zach Martin, Marshall Yanda of the um, of the Ravens, and Quentin Nelson of the Colts. Thank okay. You. All right. Well, yeah. See, I was I was I was very happy with the David DeCastro, Kelsey, Zach Martin thing. Now the Tyron Smith and Jason Peters. I I I personally like Tyron Smith, but. I, the Jason Peters one, I was debating between him and Quentin Nelson, actually. I, 
I think that that's not that hard of a debate, though. I think Quentin Nelson's not only the best offensive guard in the league, but I think he's probably the best offensive lineman there is, especially for his age. I mean, he's only been in the league for a couple of years, I think, two or three. I mean, in my opinion, he's the best guy in the whole entire NFL when you're talking about linemen. All right, well... I, I actually totally forgot about Marshall Yonda purely because he retired recently. Yeah. I would have I would have had Yonda on there. I just forgot I just forgot that he was on that was a, that was a thing. Yeah. So Alright, well, I mean so on the offensive side, looking back, we Whoa. we had a what? I didn't even get to go. I was going to say, Ethan, you just skipped over JR. Oh, well, because he talked about Quentin Nelson and Yonda, and I thought he had, I thought he had all the other three the same. Well, uh, I had Quentin, I, I picked two guards, two tackles, and center. Just because. Just so did I. I feel that. So I picked Quentin Nelson at guard. And I don't know. I picked Brandon Brooks of the Eagles. Not a big Eagles fan, but. He was the first guy that popped in my head when I thought of guards. Now, obviously, there might be better guards, but I couldn't think of any. Uh, I had Travis Frederick of the Cowboys Center. Okay. I feel like is justifiable. I mean, obviously, there's Jason Peters and a few other centers, but... Jason Kelsey? You mean Jason Kelsey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, I had Tyron Smith at tackle... And I know this one hasn't been mentioned, but at the Ravens, I had Ronnie Stanley. I think he played pretty good at tackle for the whole entire season. I mean, protecting Lamar Jackson as his escape artist is pretty hard to do because you got a lot of different angles you're going to have to block. I think he had a pretty good season, though. Wow, so no Zach Martin on your team? No. Wow, okay. I don't know. Both of you guys mentioned Tyron Smith, and... My thing with him is, I don't know, last year he was injured. I think it was last year. He was injured um, a good bit, and he didn't seem to recover the best from that injury. So he was more or less, at least from what I've seen, kind of off and on. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, just, I like Tyron Smith in all honesty, so... Yeah. All right. Well, now now looking back at the offense, we had some disagreements, some some the same, some tough decisions. I mean, I I was expecting this purely because we don't we don't seem to agree on anything, us three. So, I mean, they were they were like decent. Like I feel like we all there wasn't really a pick on the offensive side of the ball that was really shocking for any of us. I mean, we all picked guys that we thought were contenders. Yeah. I don't know. We almost got there when Ethan said, look, Le'Veon Bell, so. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, I mean, you got. As a Steelers fan, I honestly am not a, the biggest fan of Le'Veon Bell, so I, I would have never have had him on my team. So. I didn't even think he had that good of a season, honestly, last year, so. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then, the obviously, Antonio Brown, one of the best uh, receivers out there right now. I'm joking. He's one of the best right. receivers at getting in trouble. Yeah, one of the best receivers of punishment. Yeah, yeah there you go. Him and Josh Gordon. Well, did you hear that they're um actually they're actually they're not gonna like get players in trouble if they, if they test positive for having marijuana in their system now? I think Josh Gordon was a little bit more than marijuana. Well, yeah, but yeah. But, but... His latest suspension was because of PEDs, so... Yeah. Alright, well, I, I think it's time to move on to the um, the defense. Sure. Um, where do we want to start? You want to start on the D-line? Okay, so we've, we've got two defensive ends and two defensive tackles. Right. Alright, well, for defensive ends, I'm going to go with... I went with Cam Hayward and Aaron Donald. Isn't Aaron Donald a D tackle? Yeah. I, I saw something that said he's a defensive end. 
I thought he was a D-tackle, too. I'm pretty sure he's a D-tackle, because when I was looking at the Pro Bowl roster, he was listed under D-tackle, so... I saw someone said he was a defensive end for some reason, so I was like, oh, sweet, he's a defensive end. But I guess not. maybe not. I don't know. Well, I mean, you could probably switch him around. With that being said, do we just want to go through our whole defensive end, or the whole defensive okay. line? Because I feel like some guys could have been moved around. And okay. I'm getting all four of my guys technically played defensive end at one point. Okay, I'll, I'll go through my four. So I had Aaron Donald, Cam Hayward, Fletcher Cox, and Chris Jones. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting, actually. Um, I, I'm guessing the Fletcher Cox picks the interesting one. No, actually, I really like Fletcher Cox. Oh, okay. He, um, he's the guy that um that I had at D tackle. I had him and Aaron Donald. Um, and I don't know. I was actually so when you said Chris Jones, it wasn't registering in my mind who Chris Jones was, and then I remembered. Oh wait, wait, no, no, no. That is Chris Jones, and I was that doesn't surprise me any, anymore because he's a defensive beast. Yeah. Um, but um, so my DNs that I had were Nick Bosa and Cam Jordan. Oh yeah, I I completely see. I can completely see those two making it as well. Yeah. Well, um, Jared, who did you have? All right, so. I gotta be honest, I picked a guy in one of my defensive line spots that you guys definitely would not have even thought of, possibly never even heard of, because, I mean, he is a rookie, and he was not on the best of teams, but I think for what he did as a rookie, it was pretty impressive. So I went with my first three were uh, Aaron Donald, Cam Hayward, and Cam Jordan. I think those are pretty just fun. We have a selection for the defensive line. And my guy that I went with uh, from the Oakland Raiders, I went with the rookie Max Crosby. Oh, Max Crosby! You go with Max Crosby. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. I I heard a lot about him last year being a beat. Yeah, I could totally see that. Ten sacks, nineteen TFLs. He had four pass deflections, no interceptions, but you know that's expected out of D line. And four forced fumbles. I mean, it's not the best season, but especially but for a twenty two year old. I mean, I think he's got a lot of potential to, you know, well, blossom into some kind of corner piece of a defensive end. Well, and for a rookie on the Oakland Raiders, well, now now the Las Vegas Raiders, that that's pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. I was well, impressed by him last year. talking about a guy who, if I'm not mistaken, was drafted in, like, the fourth round. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah. Yeah, I could totally see that. All right. Um, so, linebacker time. Yes. And we didn't separate it, um, just for clarification, we didn't separate it into outside or inside or middle. Um, we just, three linebackers in the league, because generally, um, especially on defense, um, players can be pretty flexible between which position they actually play. Yeah. Um, so, I went with Bobby Wagner, Khalil Mack, and TJ Watt. I had one of those. <laughs> Two. What? One? Yeah, I had TJ Watt. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm not a... Bobby Wagner, yeah, he had a Pro Bowl season, but at the same time, I feel like there are guys that are better because I had Darius Leonard and Shaq Barrett. Because, I mean, Darius Leonard didn't have his best season last year, at least from what I saw. Um, but at the same time, he's still a beast who will just, as soon as you get beyond the D-line, he is there waiting for you, and he will blow you up. Um, and, I mean, Shaq Barrett. I understand Shaq Barrett, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, JR, who did you who'd you go with? Well, both of you had two of my guys in different, you know, orders. I had Jack Barrett, TJ Watt, and Bobby Wagner. Now, I gotta be honest, I don't know how, I don't know if I would have put him over one of my, you know, linebackers, but I completely forgot about Cleo Mack for whenever I was doing this. Now, granted, it was 11 o'clock at night, so I feel like there was a little bit of a, 
there was there is a little bit of you know slack you gotta cut me but i, I mean i picked two guys who i think can rush the ball pretty well and cover pretty easily and tj watt and then Bobby Wagner, man in the middle, I think he's been a pretty consistent linebacker his whole entire career, and he led the NFL in tackles last year. That's why I put Bobby Wagner. Mm. Yeah, my thing with Khalil Mack was that, I don't know, I feel like we didn't see the same Khalil Mack this past year that we saw the year before. And I mean, the same thing can kind of be said with Aaron Donald. Um, yeah. I feel like both of them, their efficacy just kind of dropped off. And I mean, we're talking about guys who... The year before were defensive player of the year candidates, and this year weren't even in the conversation. Yeah, I just still think they're. I just still think they're very. But oh, I, I, I had both of them. I just think they're both very valuable. So, I mean, I can. I honestly like. I was debating between Shaq Barrett and Khalil Mack. Those were the two I was debating the most there. So, I could have seen Shaq Barrett easily gotten into my lineup. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do the secondary, and now for the secondary, we did two cornerbacks and two safeties? Yep. Okay, so let's start off with cornerbacks. So my my two cornerbacks were Stefan Gilmore and Tredavious White. Mm. Yeah, um, I... That's definitely... There's a legitimate argument for that. I mean, I also had Stefan Gilmore... Um, Tredavious White is a heck of a corner, um, and if the Bills hadn't let Stephon Gilmore walk in 2017, we could have seen Stephon Gilmore and Tredavious White on the same team, which would be kind of scary, um, but I had Richard Sherman, um, and I mean, you can say what you want about his age, but he is still one of the best corners in the league, and is still a certifiable lockdown corner, not necessarily because of his speed, but because um, he's been in the league long enough to know how people do things, and he's kept up well with a, a changing league and younger players. I'm going to be honest, Todd. I, I, I had Richard Sherman at first, and then I forgot Tredavious White existed, and then I crossed out Richard Sherman and put in Tredavious White. <laughs> yeah. Now, JR, you didn't sound too thrilled with those picks, so I'm interested to see who you went well, with. I mean, obviously, Stephon Gilmore. Pretty sure he had one of the best cornerback seasons we've seen in a long time. Yeah. So I went with him. Now, this is another one of mine where it's a little bit questionable, but I feel like with reasoning, I can justify at least putting on my team. Um, it's Logan Ryan, the Titans. I mean, he had eight total turnovers, four interceptions, and four first forced fumbles more than Stephon Gilmore. Uh, the same amount as Tredavious White. I'm pretty sure it's the most of all cornerbacks in the NFL, and he had over a hundred tackles on the season. Okay, that's 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 fair. That's completely fair. Yeah, honestly, I didn't remember that he played cornerback. I thought he was a linebacker, but or a safety. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Definitely in the playoffs, he turned up a little bit, and it was even better than he was in the regular season. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a legitimate argument for that. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally see it. Um, all right, now to safeties. Um, I went with two guys that might, no one really might have not went with. Uh, they're they're questionable. Okay. So, so I went with Minka Fitzpatrick and Kevin Bayard. I'm cool with that. Wow, no complaint. I'm actually surprised. No complaints about that. I uh, hold up. I literally forgot Kevin Bayard was still in the league. <laughs> I kind of thought he retired for some reason. But I think I'm getting him confused with Brian Arakbo, um, because they were on the same team. But I, I definitely agree with Lincoln Fitzpatrick. I don't know. I put Harrison Smith over Kevin Byard. Yeah, I was I was thinking about about Harrison Smith. And I, I was thinking I, I thought you were going to go with that as a Vikings fan, but well, not just as a Vikings fan, but I just think he's put together a much better season than Byard has. But that's just me. 
All right. Well, Jared, who'd you go with? Um, I, I, I also picked Kevin Byer. I feel like that was a kind of easy pick for me. Um, I went with Jamal Adams as my other Okay. Yeah. Jared. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I totally, I can totally understand that. Now, this one's a little bit questionable. I, I do like the Minka Fitzpatrick. I think this is a little more questionable than Minka Fitzpatrick, but for a few minutes when I was picking my, you know, selection, I did look at Buda Baker, who had a few forced fumbles and was, you know, the top safety for when it came to tackles. Now, granted, that is mostly because, you know, the Cardinals' defense does kind of miss a bunch of tackles, but I mean, Buda Baker as a safety was fourth in tackles. Yeah, I mean, I think he's like he's like the next big thing in the safety in terms of safety. So I I I can that's totally justifiable in my opinion. Yeah. So we we've gotten the offense, we've gotten the defense, we've had some discrepancies, but not as many as I thought we would. Right. Um, now we're moving on to the special teams, and or should I just say kickers and punters? That is pretty much all it is. Yeah. All right. So for kicker, I had Harrison Butker. No, no, I'm sorry. I feel like my pick is, you know, not only the greatest kicker playing right now, but the greatest kicker possibly of all time. And Justin Tucker. Yes, Justin Tucker. Okay. I'm about to say Adam okay, and his Harry for a second. Adam's like he sucked this year. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Kicker ever. What? I'm good. <laughs> Oh, never mind. Um, no, I, I agree with Justin Tucker. Yes, he was my guy. But um, at the same time, you can't say that Justin Tucker is possibly the greatest of all time. It's Adam Vinatieri, and that is a fact. Oh, like, boy, here we go. Just wait. Hold on. I'm forcing it. Session with a tag. Ethan, what do you mean that Justin Tucker sucked? He was 28 for 29 on the season. No, I'm talking about. I thought Harrison Butker. Well, I just. I don't know. I looked at the stats and I just. I, I liked Harrison Butker, so. I mean, I, I totally. I totally. I totally understand Justin Tucker. Don't, don't get me wrong. But going back to the um the greatest of all time, I mean, I think Adam Vinatieri is still the greatest of all time, even though he had a, a pretty bad season this year. But that's that might be a debate for another time, or we can debate it right now if we want to. <laughs> well, I just want to make my argument that I don't understand how when the only thing that you're measuring by in kicking is accuracy, the most accurate kicker of all time is not greatest. I don't know. I just feel like Adam Vinatieri has been doing what he's been doing so much longer than um, Justin Tucker has. I mean, sure, Justin Tucker has been good, and if he continues to do what he does for as long as Adam Vinatieri has been doing it, then sure, Justin Tucker has a legitimate case for being the greatest of all time. Oh. Yeah, I I think if Justin Tucker keeps us up for another like five ten years, then yes, I think he's the greatest of all time. But can he keep up for the next to five ten years? That's the that's the question in my head still regarding greatest kicker of all time. Right. All right. Well, we, we've got one more position to cover, and that is punter. <laughs> Punters are people too, guys. Come on now. Um, I know. Um, my punter was Matt Bosher of the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not going to lie, I have no clue who that is. Okay, well... Alright, who would you guys go with? I went with Tress Way of the Washington Redskins. Um, I mean, he was a pro bowler this year, and, I mean, with a name like Tress, I mean, you got to respect that guy. I mean, that's such a great name. Alright, JR, who would you go with? I'm going to be 100% honest. I picked a kicker and completely forgot of a punter. Oh. Okay, you guys said this before the video, so I literally just put the first punter that came to my head, and that was Johnny Hecker. 
Alright. I, mean, I thought about, I legitimately, like, he crossed my mind. Yeah, same. Simply because he's the guy who, I don't know if you've seen the video, it was like a couple years ago, I think. Oh, with the Seahawks? playing the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, decks this, I want to say, yeah, yeah. was it, I'm not even close What? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've, I've seen that video. It was on Come On, Man. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, that's the only reason he ever crosses my mind. And also, he's been on Do Perfect before, too. And in the Super Bowl uh, last year, when the Rams were in the Super Bowl, I think he now holds the record for oh, longest one in a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah. Because, well, that game, there was no offense at all, so there's a lot of punting going on, so... Until Sony Michelle scored with like four minutes left in the game, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, that that is our that is our that is our list. Actually, not as many disagreements as I thought we would have. Especially uh, on the the definitely different disagreements. But I thought we were gonna disagree with everything because we normally do. Yeah, I mean, we kind of did, but <laughs> no, like. For like, for example, like the defensive lineman, we all had like two or three out of the four similar. So I mean, like that was better than I thought it would be. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up here, guys? Um, I got one thing that you know kind of goes back to this i know i mentioned logan ryan is my best one of my best cornerbacks in the league i just want to point this out just for you know just to point it out tom brady's last pass in a patriots uniform was a pick six by logan ryan in the playoffs yes that's true yeah all right well yeah that's something to keep in mind i guess Well, well going back to that i don't know if he should have picked sixed it. Strategy-wise, he probably shouldn't have, but... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well. Yeah. So, I guess... Um, so, we're going to be... Go do, we're going to be doing more of these things. Like, we, we might dive into, like, the top NFL players by each position of all time or, like, top NBA players of all time or something purely because we don't really have enough info to news to talk about with this whole coronavirus thing going on. So expect more of these kind of videos where we kind of just debate each other on this stuff. We might debate college basketball as well, college football, NHL. We'll see. So if something does happen that's newsworthy, we'll of course do like what we did um, on this episode and just give you a quick update on that at the beginning of the episode and then get cooking. Um, JR, did you want to give a little bit uh, of an update on what will be coming out soon on our channel? Uh, Yeah, sure. So basically, was it after the podcast we did for that we just released the most recent one. Yes, we just dropped our fifth episode. Yeah, so after that podcast, um, me being the businessman that I am, I uh, reached out to a a certain basketball player. I will not say his name. We're not giving the name, okay. Build up the suspense, but we are planning on within the next two or three weeks, we're leaning towards to just, you know, get it over with. We are looking to talk with a former Division one basketball player, and I think that you guys will really enjoy hearing an interview with you know one of the top basketball players in the country. Not the top basketball players, I mean Division one, not like top five in the country. Like, I was gonna say that might be a little bit of a stretch, but <laughs> yeah, and also um, we do have another video possibly coming out soon. Involved. Um, by the time that we see this, by the time they hear this podcast, that video might already be out. Okay. Well, your video. Yeah. Okay. So because I I've seen I've seen the um I've seen the uh the 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 video that we we're gonna release soon of Jr. and I, I won't say what it's about, but it it should be pretty should be pretty enjoyable for you guys. So I'm excited for you guys to see that. Yeah. So we'll see. Um... 
how that goes, um, that should be out soon, like we said. Um, other than that, I think that pretty much covers everything oh, that we have to do. I did just want to say we might we might actually post a little bit more than we, we might post more than once a week. If we keep, since we have a lot of time on our hands, we might be doing a lot more podcasts. So right. be prepared for that just in case it happens. Yep. Um, so I guess until next time, um, I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Mizrak. And we will and see you guys next time. Yep. Have an awesome rest of the week. I, or weekend, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>